Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Know Lonely podcast from Only 7 Seconds. I'm your host, Luke Wall. Today, we have a bonus episode with Elisa Keaton. Elisa is an author, speaker, and the founder of Revelation Wellness, a faith-based fitness nonprofit. Elisa is passionate about fitness and wellness, and not just physical wellness, but also spiritual and mental health. Today, Elisa shares her own personal story of loneliness, how community helps address loneliness, and the importance of physical activity on our well-being. She also talks about her experience of raising children and creating safe places for them. Elisa is so kind, caring, and compassionate towards others, and I know that you will sense the same genuine compassion that I did in this conversation. Without further ado, here's Elisa. Elisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, to get us started, would you mind just introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about who you are? Yeah, well, um, I am Elisa Keaton. I'm the founder of Revelation Wellness, where we spread the love of Jesus through physical and mental health practices uh, for healthy and whole faith. So we really believe that the body matters to the entire good creation that we are. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it since 2011. We've been a nonprofit ministry, but I've been in this uh, world of body and health and wellness since goodness. Took my first aerobics class in 1985 when I was 14 years old. So I'm going on about 31 years or so being in the wow. Been in this uh, industry and really not all of that time though was looking at it through a gospel lens, looking at it through what the you know scripture was telling me and what the Holy Spirit was calling me to. And so that really started about 20 years ago, but a nonprofit for the last 12 years. Wow, that's amazing. And you do public speaking and all sorts of, I mean, I've Write books, you've written a book, right? Three like books, you've done all sorts books. of. We're coming, my third one's coming. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What's the new one about? The new one is called, uh, it's uh, called The Body Revelation. And it's not out yet. It's priests. It's in the pre-place. It'll come out in June, but it's awesome. about uh, metabolizing our pain and banishing shame and learning how to basically partner with God, how God's designed our bodies to to heal and to, to get back in alignment. If things have been bad in our life, mm. trauma, adversity, that does affect our body. If you heard of the book, The Body Keeps the Score, uh, there's just this whole theory that our biology affects our beliefs and our beliefs affect our biology. And so it's kind of my take in layman's term of a very clinical book, like here's how it applies to us as lovers of Jesus Christ. Wow. That's awesome. So let's, let's kind of dive into that. So, uh, why let's, let's talk about health specifically. Yeah. It's obviously something you're passionate about. Um, yes. much of our work is on the mental health side of things and very specifically yes. addressing loneliness. And so I want to start by just talking about health generally though. Like, why is it that yes. Elisa is passionate about it? And <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that. Well, when I see God one day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him, Why, what'd, you, what'd you do? You put this in me. I can't <laughs> tell you, but I can tell you from the earliest uh, memory of myself, I loved, uh, I was very active. I was called a tomboy in those days in the 1970s because <laughs> I didn't want to sit around and play house and make believe and wear dresses that way. I wanted to ride my bike, wanted to climb, bike, uh, climb trees. I wanted to uh, build forts and like all the things. I was very active and I felt most at peace or most enjoy enjoyable roller skating was a big thing in the seventies. Mm. I was a big roller skating little queen. Um, and I, in 1985, I, I fell into 
uh, an aerobics class, which in that time we were doing kind of more organized fitness came on the scene. Okay. You know, health and fitness has been around for a long time. It hasn't been very healthy, to be honest. There's many <laughs> aspects to it that have been all about um, trying to change our body and trying to change the shape of it. Or there's one thing to have strength. That's good. But then we started falling into this kind of body idolatry, uh, kind of keeping us busy on less important things, but we thought was really important. I think now we're starting to see culture shifting away from that. Yeah. See a lot of people saying, you know what? It's just about me feeling well feeling well. I've, I've tried the diets. I've done it. It doesn't work. It's a joke. But I was uh, 14 years old when I took my first aerobics class. So that was right when like Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons, if any of those names mean yeah. anything to you. Um, yeah. And VHS tapes and people were doing all the dancing around in groups. And I took my first one and I, I loved it. And I just thought this is whatever this is. Like I just, I was drawn to it at 14 years old. And wow. I would have my mom and dad drive me to this little gym that was like on a strip mall, like where not even <laughs> a gym, it was just basically a room where this woman would walk in and play on a record player and we'd all zip around and move our bodies. And uh, there was, you know, speak like loneliness was something I wouldn't have known it back then as a child, but it was definitely something that was prevailing a theme in my life of a mm. year alone. Um, my parents were pretty dysfunctional, grew up pretty much in a, in a traumatic home. So that affected, I didn't know it at the time, but now we know how trauma and not just big yeah. trauma, not like I was in a car accident or at war or held at gunpoint, like those type of things do happen. That didn't happen to me, but there were things that happened over consecutively over time. My parent, my father being not faithful to my mom, um, just little things over time. It's, I call it like death by a thousand paper cuts. Yep. Little things will line up with the lie. You're not seen. You don't matter. Right. That's just, it's just the, the, I feel like it's the thing. If we feel cut off from the presence of what is good and joy and love, which is God himself. And so yeah. we all, I think to some degree, everyone battles loneliness, but I definitely did. And then exercise, moving my body, taking some sense of control felt good for me. And then my yep. body responded to it pretty well. And I kind of fell into the whole scene of fitness competitions and yes. bodybuilding, trying to use my body to gain some something. And then it just kind of led to no, nowhere. <laughs> I looked good on the outside and inside I was really empty, still felt mm -hmm. very lonely, married, married and still felt lonely, still felt like what why isn't someone coming for me? Why isn't somebody hearing me? Why, you know, and that's when my faith entered and my love for Jesus reignited. I knew who he was, but I didn't really know, like didn't do anything with that. And so my personal life of loving health and fitness, and there's beautiful things about it. Um, the way it does help our mental health, it absolutely does. The, the way that our brain chemistry works when we can move our bodies and exercise uh, to this day. And doctors will say, you know, uh, one dose of exercise is equal. What it hap changes in the brain, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, um, uh, is the same as having a, you know, an anti-anxiety or depression medication. It will, it will, it does similar yeah. that effect on the brain. So I think it just helped me get through very hard times until I was ready to really like look deeper at what is the issue here. And that was when my faith and my love for health and wellness collided and mm. revelation wellness came out of that. 
Uh, so much to unpack right there. I have so many different yeah, directions. I know. I, Sorry, I'm like, go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, first of all, I'll just touch on this because I, I have to call it out. There's been a number of guests that we've had on that we have talked about their own experiences with traumatic life events and loneliness, mm -hmm. and then how physical fitness and well being was a space of community. Uh, it was a space yes. of finding belonging, yep. as uh, well absolutely. as the health benefits, right. And Good. so that's, that's right, something dude. that's I just I have to call out because we've heard it over Fantastic. and over again, we had one of our storytellers um, was incarcerated after significant drug abuse and uh, committed multiple felonies. And he shares his story. And a big piece of his recovery was in the physical fitness space. And that's where he met people that accepted him, yes. that loved him well, yes. um, as well as getting physically healthy. Right. And so I just, yeah. there's such yeah, an intersection of community, of mental health, physical health, and spiritual health that all kind of intersects yep. in this world, I think, um, that's just really important oh to goodness. call out. Yeah, there, there was something definitely for me about being in a group of class. The, the first class I took, I kind of skimmed over this. It was all a bunch of moms. It was me. I'm 14 <laughs> years old, and it was like a bunch of, you know, young 30 year old moms in the 80s with their hair hairsprayed and makeup. Like they were, it was full on the 80s yeah. uh, fitness scene. And I'm 14 years old. But what I loved about it, is that they being as a group, we would move together and they were very much like inclusive. And I felt safe with a bunch of moms hmm. who were for me and like, like would, would call out, you know, in anything in terms of I did, it, I just, we just had fun. It was like, we're collectively having fun together. And I felt safe in that group of people. And generally, hmm. yeah, the health and fitness community, very tight knit. That's why you get CrossFit, you get Jazzercise, you get Zumba, you get yep. these people, Peloton, they all like, once you find your thing, that's your thing. But then at the same time, you're getting those benefits for your mind and body too. Yeah, that's awesome. What would you, I'm kind of jumping ahead. I usually save this kind of towards the very end, but I'm just curious because we do focus a lot on youth and I'm interested in your own mm -hmm. personal youth story of experiencing mm -hmm. some, um, as you called it, death by a thousand paper cuts of different yeah. little pieces of trauma and not to minimize yeah. it, but p smaller pieces of trauma that existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the loneliness that just kind of continue to exist there. Compound. Um, yeah, any sort of even just general life advice for if there is a youth listening is mm -hmm. we have a number of kids that listen to this and, um, I just would be curious on your own thoughts or encouragements or words of wisdom to someone that might be going through yeah. similar things. Well, first of all, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, I have a, I have a now 19 year old daughter and I have a 21 year old son, but my 19 year old daughter just got through high school and it was very lonely for her. Very, very more so than even when I grew up. Um, yeah, there was, you know, clicks and things where you can feel out or in, but I think what technology has done is just really taken it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, <laughs> I first just want to acknowledge it's real. Like you're not, you're nothing's wrong with you. It's really, your experience is real and it hurts and it sucks. Uh, but I also want to encourage you that you're not alone. Um, I think what was encouraging for my daughter is she did have, her home was a safe place. Her home was a place she belonged. She could be heard. That's really important for parents to do the work. Because yeah. if your kid can't just talk about their feelings without you freaking out, that's actually work for the parent to do. You've got to be it's so healthy in yourself so that 
when your kid's having a hard, lonely season or feeling whatever, you can listen and not react. Otherwise, kids can't talk to their parents. Home isn't safe. And then who am I going to talk to? And, uh, you know, your peers aren't necessarily all that safe and wise. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in community groups and faith groups, going to those those types of places where they literally, that is their job to open the doors to say, come in. And we might in our mind think, oh, they're going to try to convert me to something. Honestly, I can tell you a good community of faith. They they really just want to, to be a place for you to be safe, to have fun, to be known and to know other people's mm-hmm. people, even if you never put your faith in anything, honestly. And, and, and if you felt, yeah. if you go into those communities and feel coerced and feel shamed, get out, find another one. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. I love Young Life, the Young Life community. Um, we have, mm-hmm. have some networking or relationships with them, which is so funny, Luke, because I grew up my whole life feeling lonely. Even in high school, I had friends. I wasn't, I didn't suffer like um, feeling unpopular, but isn't it funny how you can like be popular, have friends and still feel lonely. Like you can still have that. And so to me, if you have that and still feel lonely, that's kind of a soul ache. That's Mm -hmm. a soul place where you've got to find other people who can be honest with their soul aches too. And that's why I love Young Life community. I think they do a good job at that. But my whole high school, I never heard of Young Life. Mm. No one ever invited me to a youth group. Nobody ever like, there's other groups where there you could kind of talk about deeper things in life without being judged. Yep. Never had it, never had it to me, but I think that's okay. You know, God knows our stories, but I'm here. If you're listening to me, someone, someone might be inviting you to that and you might be resisting it. And I would say, you just go believe the best. And if they do try to pressure you into anything, go ahead, leave. But you got to reach for those places where people are reaching out for you. Yep. No, that's so good. I, I want to circle back to um, the parenting piece re- really quickly, too, because I think that's such an important piece. And I'm curious, what have you done um to either model for your kids or to open up those spaces. Cause I think it's really great to have an, in theory, um, my kids can come talk to me whenever they want. Um, right. but I know so many parents that struggle with kind of creating that space for mm-hmm. it, um, without, mm-hmm. without it getting too intrusive or prying, especially as kids get older and into the teenage years, uh, but also mm-hmm. giving the free space where it is, it is a welcoming home and an inviting place for kids to be themselves without being judged to the parents as well. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really tricky balance. And so I'd be curious mm-hmm. of what you did to help either model yes. that or create that. Uh, well, I will tell you uh, because of how I've been kind of wired and designed the best way we started this kind of young with our kids as soon as it came to my mind uh, that was through play, um, really making a point a little bit, we would call it family time. Sometimes I know parents, you're tired. You went to work, you're exhausted. You don't want to connect with your kids. You don't, you're just tired. But man, if you can just set the five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, after dinner, um, where there's some type of, what I would, actually, I'm holding something right here, Luke, this right here. If we had a ball in the house, I had tons of these when the kids, this is now a stress ball, stress ball for me, but I had koosh balls around and I would just take the koosh ball and we would throw it. And someone, you throw a ball at someone, they catch it and then they'll throw it back at you. And somehow just starting to move your body, even that meditation will just throw, throw, kids will start to talk. They'll stay in the game. They'll throw. Um, and then eventually, mm. because there's this kind of bilateral brain relaxes, you'd be surprised. 
at what kids will talk about and say and have fun. And I think so we really tried to establish a safe kind of connection point. We didn't always do it. I, it took me a while to figure out we're missing something. And so that that was big for us. And to this day, it's still something that we can sit around and I've got these in my living room in a basket <laughs> and um, we'll just, my kids, you know, my kids are gone now, but when they came home for Christmas, they we were just, we'd sat there for a few times. Okay. No, you know, even just throw with only your right hand, throw with only your left hand. <laughs> and then just through time and conversation, things start to come out. I don't, I think it's a small little thing mm. that just shows it's an practical effort. though. I want to connect with you. I want to connect with you. When I throw a ball at you, I'm trying to say, Hey, you connect with me. And they throw yeah. back, connect with me, connect with mm. me, connect with me. That's so cool. And it's not, that's not anything. <laughs> wild and crazy it's not like that's nope. so practical super simple yep, it's Anyone nothing but it. very therapeutic everyone i love yeah. it yeah it's there's things your body there's actually a book out right now says your body knows its mind and it's all about how mm. there are things you learn only through your body there are things that you can only um really believe to be true because your body knows it more than you know up here mm. and i think when we battle loneliness or cognitive belief it's so stuck in our head that when we can drop into our bodies and maybe go for a walk, play catch, uh, whatever it is to just get in the body a bit, it unloosens us to where we can maybe think a different thought and feel a different feeling. Hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good. I'm curious um, in your experience now in a place of leading an organization that is focused on whole person health and whole body health. Yeah. Like what are the things that you have seen, I guess, within that space of like, do you have either examples of, or just, um, like how you've seen community create, um, I think, I think community is just, I, that word is kind of ringing in my head, I guess, when, and we yeah. talked about it already a little bit, I mean, whether it's young life yeah. or, or the groups that yep. you talked about within fitness. And so I guess I'm just curious if you want to tie that to Revwell a little bit and some of the work that you yeah, do today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big, that's really, um, what sets us apart from the rest of like health and fitness and wellness conversation and, and concepts in the world was two things. One, the word of God. So we really do try to, we believe that this is true. I, I need a true North. And this, this word tells me about my body and physicality and how to relate to God and others. That's relationship, God first and myself with others. But then we go, we got to practice that. And really Revelation Wellness has communities. We have thousands of instructors all over the world um, so that's why we kind of modeled like looking at young life, young life is a safe place for kids to go and just connect and have social engagement. Ours is, well, people are caring about their health and fitness. So these communities that pop up all over the world, uh, right now is kind of our busy season, right? It's January. And so a lot of our instructors who've come through training, they're just learning how to be a safe community for people who have often felt unsafe in their body or have have gone into communities where it goes off in weird places and you start to again, get into diets or things that are not healthy for you. But community is a big part of what we do, a huge part of that. And every time we come together with a group of people, we, we go out various, either our instructors go out or we go into cities once a month, we're in different cities with a big event called Rev on the Road. Hmm. And it never, ever fails. People walk in the door and the, I'm always so grateful they walk in because it's kind of, 
like you're at church on a Friday night in yoga pants. Like most people are like, this is weird. What are we doing? <laughs> um, but I think there's something to it. You know, they all kind of sit on the ground. We don't sit in chairs. We don't have chairs sit up. Like, you know, like in a, when you go to a, a, a sanctuary, like chairs are gone. We have mats laid out. Everyone sits on the ground uh, for a while. They hear a teaching, but then we start to get them to engage together uniquely in their body. But then corporately, we're all together. And just being in that space together with what we believe is the word of God and the spirit moving, we literally watch people walk in on a Friday looking pretty dashed, tired. We've had testimonies of people who are like, ready to end their marriage, ready to like, just don't know. And somehow they end up there. They embody faith, not just hear about a message. Mm. I'm convinced Luke, nobody needs more information. We're all a bunch of heads, walk floating heads. Like it has (laughs) to get into us. And the way we can get it is that uh, expression through the body and kind of engaging people that way is one way. There's a lot Mm. of other ways, but um, they end up by Saturday after we leave that completely completely like transformed. Um, Mm. and there's some science behind that. Uh, when you move your body, you are, you're occupying the limbic part of your brain, which is the emotional center of your brain. So if you feel lonely, if you feel, uh, rejected, you feel kind of stuck in that loop, you're in your limbic brain to keep you safe. So Mm -hmm. it's not nothing wrong with that. It's like, you're, you're just trying to stay safe, which loneliness will will keep you there because other people could be risky. Because these people come in, they're already feeling a little risky and uncertain about where am I? What is this person going to do? So, but when we start to get them moving, that limbic brain gets occupied and it quiets down. The amygdala kind of quiets down. And then the prefrontal medial cortex, which is your place of reasoning, optimistic thinking, altruistic decision-making, community, uh, you know, made for more, that starts to open up. And they actually have a moment to go, wait, this isn't just true because I think it, it's true because I feel it all the way through from my, from my top of my head to my feet. And it, it changes, changes things. So that's amazing. If they were to do that. Yeah. If they were to do that alone, it, it can happen in your own bedroom in a sense, because you're still engaging with a spirit, you know, the Lord who's higher and, 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 and for you, but in community with others. That's the other thing of seeing people who are not like me, but like me, like I need to mirror neuron. Like there's things in your brain called mirror neurons. When I see you smile, I will want to smile. If I see you cry, I'm going to cry. I can only come to my fullest expression in community with other people. So it's all baked in there. And I assume, uh, but I want the audience to, I guess, hear this from you too, because you've talked about how important it is, like whether it's young life or another group to, when you go there, that they, a good one will be very accepting and they simply care about you yeah. just being your full self and all of that. Right. That's right. And so I, that's I imagine right. that's the model of RevWell. So and yes. this is the time of year where people want to start working out or get engaged in stuff. And this is your busy time of year. Um, yes. Other than Rev on the road, are there ways yes. for someone that's listening to get involved in RevWell to find some, a, be involved in this space and find Mm -hmm. community. Love that. Yes. Actually, you just go to the website, revelationwellness.org. We have find a class or find a community. And uh, we haven't, like I said, we've trained over 2000 instructors around the world are active right now. Um, And so likely there's could be someone nearby. And even if not, they're often doing zoom classes. It's something, it's not everything. 
but it's something. And we often say at some point, if you don't see a community near you, become that community. Come, mm. we'll help you train, we'll help you understand what's needed. And I think this is what the Lord did with me because again, I I never found these communities weren't around. Nobody was inviting me to church. Nobody was inviting me to anything that would really get into my soul until the time I actually did respond and go to church, hear the gospel and everything changed. But um, what I really needed at that time was just to be like, okay, I got to be able to have a safe place to ask my questions. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't have that. So what God, I feel like did with that loneliness season for me, revelation wellness is like everything I never had. That's what I feel like. I cre- we create the community and the spaces of everything I never had. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, acceptance is matters. Um, we're not going to try to change anyone. And we also do believe we don't just want you to feel better. We also want you to get better, hmm. right? And so we're the, that's, that's the point of a workout. A workout is like, yep. oh, it's hard. I don't want to do this, but I know it will make me stronger. So what makes me feel better is to sit on the couch and eat potato chips and lay down and comfort myself, right? But yeah. okay, there's time for that. There's a space for that. It's called rest and Sabbath and enjoying life, but we're not really meant for that. We're meant for good work and work yeah. comes under tension. So we're the community that goes, we can hold healthy tension um, yeah. with you. And even if you don't think like us or believe like we're, we're here, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay right here. Mm-hmm. You're worth it. That's so good. And especially, I know even for myself, we're still we're still on the heels of coming off of the pandemic. Right. And that I know for so many people like that just built in this lifestyle for a couple of years of that sit on home and eat potato chips and watch TV of like, it it was like, it was the thing to do. Like there wasn't much else. You couldn't go to a gym. You couldn't go like get involved in community. Well, and like, I'm still greasing the, the wheels on that two years later, right? Like I'm still taking, like it takes a lot more effort for my family to invite someone over for dinner than it did two years ago or three years ago. Like it's still lost our muscle muscle and it's still like, it's, it's not easy to just go jump right back into it because we spent two years of developing a routine again. And so it's, it's it's not easy. I was saying this today on a phone call uh, with another staff member, Revelation Wellness has staff. We're mostly virtual. We have Mm. a headquarters, but there's, you go there now, nobody's there. We're all here (laughs) on our computers, Yeah. even though there's only a few people that actually live here anyway. So what we did is everything became so Zoom, so online, so meeting that now we're still doing it. And I realized the other day I left my house I hadn't left my house in like three days. And as I was getting out, I'm driving. I'm like, wow, I'm like moving through space right now at a very fast speed because I hadn't left my four corners to like explore the world around me. Yeah, We have to make it happen. And I think mm-hmm. what's happening now, I believe people are eventually getting to the end of this. It's like, I am, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And in our misery, we will either continue to numb out go into the metaverse, do something else that feels like another, like a way to connect um, where we have to, that muscles atrophied. So we got to strengthen yep. it again and just, just little steps, little doses yep. of engagement with other people. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I want to just wrap up with this because you've mentioned it a couple of times already in passing and I've caught it. And I wrote this quote down that you had when I was just reading your bio. And I think it's a great one to end on. Um, You say the, what the world needs now is safe people with so many people 
hurting, wading through the ocean of loss and pain, the first step to regaining ground is safety. The world needs more safe people. And I hope and pray that I am a safe person. And I just, yeah. to me, that really stood mm-hmm. out um, in the the context of loneliness and mental health and mm-hmm. all everything we've even just talked about that um, allowing ourselves to be safe people um, for others mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. finding and seeking out the safe people in the safe spaces is just so important. And I think that captures kind of what we've been talking about here, but I just, that to me, that quote just stood out so much um, yeah. in this conversation. I love that. I love that. I love that quote. Yeah. That actually came off of a conversation that I had with a a person who they're wrestling through some stuff right now. And in their wrestle, they are kind of, uh, it just, they're spiraling. They're just kind of spiraling and they're, some of their stuff kind of washed up on me and I'm like, Oh, and I kind of took it personally. And I was like, wait a minute. I just, I just, people are needing safe people right now. And that person's not feeling safe. They're just kind of going through the thing. So I need to just not I got to get grounded. I got to go. I want to be a safe person that if someone does even get sloppy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, have their moment that I don't become untethered to the foundation that I'm standing on, but that mm-hmm. takes training. It also takes telling yourself I'm yeah. going to be a safe person. And it takes you when you're not feeling, when you're not doing well, you've got to talk to someone who's a safe person yeah. who you go, okay, I know I love, I always have these, I know I'm not thinking well right now. So you don't have to tell them. I know it. So yeah. let me just say this because I know it sounds stupid, but if I say it and then I'm going to come clean it up, like I'm going to, I want you to help me clean it up so that I can get to where I need to go. So yeah, yeah I, I believe so in it. It's so good. And like you said, it takes training. It doesn't just happen overnight in developing the skill sets of um, being empathetic, but also in the same place, not allowing other people's emotions or their situations dictate your own. Um, Those are, those are really difficult things to build those skill sets. And I'm still, I mean, that's not, that's a lifelong learning thing that we can always get better at, but it's, it's so important to start working towards that. I think. Yes. Yes. Amen. Agreed. Well, Elisa, this has been wonderful. I so appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you want to end on uh, or anything else you want to share before we close up? No, I think whoever's listening, um, just remember that you are a good idea. God is good. You're a good idea. This world, you will have trouble. It's a messy world. It doesn't make sense. The minute we try to make sense of it, we're stuck in a spiraling loop of never being able to get what we want. So. Do we want to be right or do we want to be loved and love others? And so I'm let's yes. that's the leaning into place. So that has to be trained though. So I don't I would hope encourage anyone if you it has nothing to do about the shape of your thighs or how big your biceps are, whatever, but your body is trying to partner with you in your mental health. And sometimes um just trying to come from your head into your body doesn't work. So try and get in your body and come on up to your head and Maybe some of the resources over at Revelation Wellness. We too have a podcast where we yes. uh, put on some music and speak some word over you and ask you to go for a walk and move with us, do some um, audible training with us. Or we have Rebel TV, which is if you like group workouts, you, yeah, you're kind of alone, but you're with us. Trust me, you'll feel like you're with us. Uh, <laughs> we have amazing instructors and that's all free. Every, there's so many free oh, wow. things. So go over to Revelation Wellness and get all the things you can get. That is so awesome. Well, Elisa, thank you so much. Appreciate your uh, vulnerability and sharing your own experience. Uh, I know that there'll be so many people impacted by hearing what you shared today. So thank you so much for taking the time. 
And Luke, thank you to you guys. Thanks for what you're doing. It Matt, it's like crazy. I saw it on my list today. Of like, oh, I get to do that. And I was looking at our notes. I'm like, loneliness. Man, I've, I've had many a prayers out to the Lord. Like, what is this feeling? When does it ever go away? I don't know if it ever does go away. It's just different shades and different seasons. But yeah. we never stop believing and leaning into one another. Yep. So thank you. Absolutely. No, thank you. Appreciate you and Revwell and our partnership and uh, look forward to more conversation in the future. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Know Lonely podcast. I hope you were inspired by Elise's and my conversation. For links to Elise's books and Revwell, check out the show notes. If you want to find ways to get more involved in community or resources if you're feeling lonely, be sure to check out our resource page on our website at only7seconds.com. We even have a free guide for those that feel lonely. As always, find us on social media at Only7Seconds and give us a rate, review, and follow on whatever podcast platform you are using. Catch us on the next episode.